0: Welcome to the Strongman Save podcast. Welcome back with your host, Strength Zen, Mr. Lee Shaw and myself. Uh, A quick little plug because he won't fucking do it. Um, I'm wearing the Chaos (laughs) Classic (laughs) Uh, t-shirt. If you jump on Chaos Promotions and order a Shaw shirt, which I'm wearing today, um, some of those proceeds go towards Mr. Lee Shaw and the prize pool for the classic, which is sick, and they're cool t-shirts, nice fit they actually
1: do look really nice yeah it's actually I'll, I'll a really good one t-shirt now. yeah well you'll get one yeah <laughs> um good so thing is you can pretend it's brian shaw if you really want yeah uh, it could Even be if any Shaw. Yeah, yeah if you don't
0: want to support lee just pretend you're supporting brian shaw and get a sick t-shirt yep. but yeah but you can jump on the cows promotion site and grab one of these he won't promote himself so i'll do it for him yeah. uh <laughs> i've fair. got nothing to say fair, fair. <laughs> very true uh this week we saw the end of meat stock competitions twenty twenty three. Yep, the end of the busy year, the end of the big comps for the like the year, right? Yep, the main big comps for the year, which is um, which is probably nice for so strongest. Yeah, <laughs> probably a breath of relief. The what is it? The F two fifty. Yeah, it gets a break. It gets a break for six months. I don't know how he does it, man. Like yep. hauling all that equipment across the country over I these think last everyone few months. It. Yeah, yeah, like, like the whole crew alley drove yeah. down. It's um, it's an impressive effort by the AS crew. I definitely will give them some props because that's commitment to the cause by the whole team. Yeah, the way they get around, take all the equipment and stuff to the comps because that's a huge workload.
1: I would fly and just ask Sean what he has in his gym. Yeah, and then and like let's, the comps. let's let's do the let's
0: do those events. Yep. the problem is those lemy stones are still in his gym, so yeah, someone <laughs> needs to burn those. <laughs> They burn. <laughs> can try Yeah, we can weld those handles off. Um but good weekend. Uh really cool venue. And I'll say one thing: the crowd at Sydney was phenomenal. Yeah. Like really energetic crowd. Man, I loved it because Sean know a few people. And the whole crowd was just like,
1: boom, <laughs>
0: like deafening uh, booze. Poor Sean
1: sitting yeah. there rapping, and he's like, "I'm just doing my job." <laughs> but, the whole crowd, no idea what a good rap is. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, give it yeah. to them. They try <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so
0: good. Like, I think someone got a stone to shoulder and it rolled off the back, and he no repped And the whole crowd just like <laughs> erupted. But um, the crowd was awesome, and like um mccauley who was just like on fire and the heavyweights uh who took out the heavyweights on day one for the strongman classic yeah just played into it so well and he had that on sunday too yeah and he's had the
1: crowd just pumping. it was really really cool to see you didn't see the sunday but like between the events because obviously there wasn't a lot going on um buddha called people down to try like smelling salts oh cool Um, fun they had like the tandem log and had um, like Tanita and Donna and stuff Doing yep. reps And tried to get people from the crowd And they yep. did like a sandbag Behind the head Like for distance throw Oh cool Gave him a free t-shirt and stuff Yeah yeah and yeah That's yeah fun. just When he's interviewing the crowd Yeah They're all very interesting people Oh yeah No <laughs> one was scared stuff. of a microphone <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Not after a few beers no. And a few meat trays the salt yeah. up And he's like Hey, how you going and stuff? What's your name? And the guy's just like, I'm so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> all he said, Hi, I'm hungover. What's your name? <laughs> yeah. Gave him salts. He's off the yeah. corner. Like yeah, spitting. he's like, This will fix you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was entertaining. Yeah, that's It great. was fun watching a random in the crowd yeah. throw a sandbag further than Thomas Wren. <laughs> <laughs> he brought up Thomas Wren and all everybody else. Yeah. And Thomas's first throw went high. Yeah. It didn't go very far. Yeah. And then he wanted a second go. Of course he did. And he obviously threw it further. Yeah. But it didn't count. Yeah. So he lost (laughs) to a random and I don't know, that was just nice. (laughs) Yeah, it was good to watch. (laughs) It'd be nice if any strong man went up and did that and just, I think Jordan did it at Toowoomba. He did a duck walk race against a random. Yeah. At middleweights last week. Yeah. Yeah, And I think the random beat him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just entertaining.
0: (laughs) It was really funny when um, Dan, uh, Sean's business partner, he, uh, like, well, I think it was the 105s coffin or something like that. And they dropped it and he went to, like, try to pick it up. <laughs> and it was, yep. like, no fucking chance. So the whole crowd just gave it to him. Yep. Like, trolley of shame.
1: <laughs> That's what you want,
0: though. Yeah, it was really, really, like... You've uh, got
1: strong helpers and you want them to struggle. Yeah. To reset. And it was
0: a good exchange between the crowd and the uh, competition. But it was always, like, it's a great venue. Really well-run comp. so... Mm. Um, yeah it was a good weekend And some really good performances Across the board On both days By the sounds of things Yeah yeah, I didn't get to see follow because Well I spent two days away From my family So I spent Sunday with them But like Katie's Log Australian yep. record Which is huge um, And the boys battling it out Obviously a little yeah. bit harder
1: Yeah Tight race Right to the end on Fingles Yeah
0: Yeah 100% Which is cool And then Strongman Classic was great uh, Man Some really like Some good depth In the weight classes Yep but one, I, I don't know whether I'm just biased because, like, obviously, I love the 105s. Like, it's just, mm. like, I like watching 105s. I consider myself a 105. Um, like, the depth in the competition was excellent.
1: There was a few people in there that I have no idea who and they And crushed. Yeah.
0: There was a few people that I didn't really know, like, name-wise on the thing. And, like, watching them, like, there were some really competitive dudes in there. Yeah. Um, like, Jack Davy, who's a great competitor and, like, long-time competitor and very strong, like, came second. Yeah. Um, where like, you know, if we've been in the sport for a while, you know certain names that have been around a little bit longer or have come up in, you know, other big comps. And you kind of go, oh, yeah, cool. Like, that's probably who's going who's to take it, you yeah. know. And then to see some of these guys like really push, like some of the top guys or older guys in the sport. They were cool. interesting
1: events for that. Mm. Yeah. Somebody could come in with a couple of good events. Yeah, Not your standard, just big, strong person. Yeah. Like, whoever won had to work. Yes. Yeah. You still had to carry a coffin or those stupid stones (laughs) as far as you could. How did you go on stones? (laughs) On the Lemmy stones, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) We do a recap of your competition. How do you think you went? Uh, Yeah. I mean, you got second. You qualified for ASL. The
0: outcome was good. The performance was not.
1: (laughs) You love those comps.
0: Yeah, you know, you don't deserve to have any expectations when you haven't touched the events once. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you haven't trained. I still did my full volume week, as you'll see. Yeah. Um. Before going up there, I made sure I got all my sessions in and stuff like that. I still expect myself to be able to jump into any comp and do relatively well. Do you know yeah, know what you've I mean? done
1: enough coffin carries. You've done enough uh-huh. event stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. My body didn't really play ball. Yeah. Um, which was pretty annoying. Yeah. Uh obviously tore my hands fucking well open on the um uh Lemmy stones, which is annoying. Yeah. I also went after Mac and watched him sprint those stones. So I probably got ahead of myself and picked them up, not having touched them before I went to take off and just yeah. twisted right up.
1: Uh, uh, i sure if we go back a couple of podcasts there'll be you saying just stay in your lane I literally race. was thinking this <laughs> I like I
0: went to take off and I was thinking about middleweight series telling all my athletes like when you hear that when you hear that whistle do your thing run your race and I grabbed those stones and went all right let's go yeah. <laughs> and I was like I took three steps and was like I can't go <laughs>
1: do as I say I'm, not as I do and I'm like
0: sideways yeah, yeah I just watched it before um, apart from that like reasonable my bicep I don't know, coffin carry. I picked up a heavy coffin, cold, and my arm didn't like it, and that was pretty Makes shit. Makes sense. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Log went Just, all right. Log was reasonable, considering you I haven't, haven't done log for three months. Haven't touched. No, like, Rover obviously Viking press and wants a monster dumbbell.
1: No, yeah. Like, not even close to that? I mean, really, that, so. it only
0: for, like, the last week yeah, or so, you know. Before that, it was all Viking dumbbells. So yeah. that usually, for a baseline for me, that's actually quite good because usually my log is... Dog shit. After a bit of a time off, because yep. it takes me a bit to get my groove back again, so that was reasonable. Um, and then stone to shoulder, which like I was just unstable. I don't know. I just a wasn't, lot of people
1: looked yeah, unstable. On those. I just
0: body didn't really play ball. Yep. It wasn't my day. It happens. And yep. like I was talking to you before the podcast, I think it's like I wanted to want it. Like a yep. headphones in, bringing intensity, trying to find my sweet spot coming into the events. So I did a reasonable job. But it's – I just kind of, like, I think when you drain your battery after middleweight series, like, I I was really, really, like, on fire for that and, like, headspace was, like, bang on. And I really wanted to want it. Yeah. But I just couldn't find that, like, flow state Mm -hmm. sweet spot where I'm like, yep, okay, cool, like, I'm jamming. This is it. So, anyway, qualified for Australia's Strongest Man next year. So, that was the goal. Um, Get heavy for that? Oh, uh heavier
1: yeah I mean you've got to get heavy anyway <laughs> yeah to just do 105 yeah I'll be
0: putting on weight for to look at striking for worlds later on this year and yeah, get yeah and do a bigger cut steady yeah, steadier. yeah pretty much so mm. I think I'll be heavier in general um, and have static strength up a fair bit I don't think I'll push everyone always this is and this is for everybody. Do you know what I mean? When you're looking at like your weight classes and we've talked about this in terms of choosing your weight classes or you put up a really good post for the mm. slides talking about weight classes and making cuts and what does that weight look on you lifestyle wise? Yeah, And like lifestyle wise, like 120 just doesn't really suit my life.
1: You know what I mean? Don't like, go on many hikes anymore. Oh, yeah, well, now I have a kid. Like, yeah, I'm not surfing. A, yeah. I'm not
0: hiking as much. So maybe, yeah. like, absolutely, this is fair. Um, or like for a short period of time. But yeah, it doesn't really suit my lifestyle. Like, I don't really feel like it's where I like to be. Um, I don't think anybody does, though.
1: Yeah, but like very few. I'm not.
0: I'm not six foot three either. You know, like I'm not. I'm not a heavyweight.
1: If you're six foot three, then we'd be aiming for like one sixty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I would <laughs> it, it's that um, what's the word where one goes up and one goes down, yeah yeah, of course, um it's that thing where you feel you're strongest in the gym when you feel pretty useless outside of the gym, yeah, like climbing upstairs is hard, life yeah is yeah, hard, but just feel great when you're lifting something, walk in the gym and feel like you could walk through a wall, yeah, it's a good feeling, and then yeah. the opposite, you feel amazing in life, yeah, and you feel weak as hell in the gym,
0: yeah, well, I was like not pissed off, but I was like, oh, for my wedding. I'd love to be like 100, 103, you know, like look good in a suit and clothes and like. Worst time of year. And then but I've chair. got like worlds in October if all things go well and worlds in December yeah. and a wedding right in the middle. So I'll be like full bloat, like <laughs> three, three neck rolls, <laughs> two <Yeah>. chins, <laughs> trying to do up a button. <laughs> I'm gonna be looking back at my wedding photos, being like, "Jesus, bro!" <laughs> do they distort that yeah, Why am yeah. I, like this. Do you, have, do you have a purple
1: filter on that photo? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's your blood pressure at? Yeah, it's right in the middle, isn't it? It's right in the middle. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Good luck with that. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, <laughs> we've got some cool things coming up. I mean, there's with the end of meat stock. This is a really cool time for everybody
1: else, right? Everybody that's been doing those comps, state-level comps, middleweights, ASM, you're kind of done. Yeah. Besides your qualifiers and things like that that pop up here and there, but yeah, it should be a time to have a break. But then there's a heap of other comps, like more local comps. Yeah. Heaps of entry-level comps, yep. heaps of, like, novice divisions as well. Yeah. we got Battle in the Bay this weekend. Lots of
0: independent example. promoting com- like, promoter comps, and also, yep. like, a lot of those, like not qualifying comps but comps run by some of the federations and stuff like that leading into like their nationals whether it's asa or as um a lot of those comps popping up yeah now, which is cool and like they're fun to get into even if you're like a mid to high level competitor you can start your off-season stuff or start your general training stuff or restorative phases and if you want to go have a play you could probably just go have a play and not do the yeah. events yeah, I've got a couple like of training. people
1: that want to do comps, and I'm like, we just won't prep for it. Yeah, it's just a fun day, and it's you have experience. to kind of be okay with that, right? And you probably go up a weight class. Yeah, and you're not going to cut some- for it. Yeah, yeah. if yeah. you're someone that cuts really hard yeah. to like 90, yeah, it's like you don't have to wait till next year to do your next 90s comp. Just jump in a 105 comp that is achievable.
0: Yeah, and those comps will be achievable because they're lighter. Yeah, but a great time for everyone else in the sports like get involved. Hit competitions, have some fun, train hard and stuff like that. And it's kind of like their time yeah. to kind of compete and also get better and hone your skills. So that's going to be fun to watch too.
1: It should be the season where more people come into the sport.
0: Should Yeah, it should it be. It should
1: be the where it grows.
0: Yeah, and that's where you level up to be able to start doing the qualifiers too and yep. then start doing those finals. This is the time to like get your comp experience up to jump in competitions, to get involved in the community, to network, to meet other people, but also to like have targets along the way where you, if you're hitting these numbers and hitting these comps it's kind of building you up to being able yep. to do the finals weights and then being up able to jump into the finals and start competing in those or start showing up to those and you know rubbing shoulders with the people that you want to be competing against too.
1: Yeah. It also helps if the people that are better in the sport actually help out at those comps. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to volunteer all of your time, but if you've never helped out at a comp, you should probably at least do it once. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you haven't done it once and you complain about anything that's ever happened in a (laughs) comp ever,
0: (laughs) I will immediately dismiss it. I would encourage anyone who (laughs) complains about anything in any comp to either volunteer or run a comp. (laughs) Just volunteer. yeah. yeah, Otherwise you have no right to go, this is crap. They should do
1: this. I'm like, what have you helped out? Yeah. Oh, nothing. I'm not doing that. I'm like, well, then just shut up.
0: And as an, I wouldn't call myself an independent promoter, but like obviously we run gym comps and stuff like that. Independently? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Um. (laughs) So yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't realize how much actually goes into running a comp. Yeah, you don't know like how many moving pieces, how much liaising goes on between competitor and athlete, competitor and like facilitators and stuff like that. There's a lot that goes on.
1: Not even that. Just go and load for the events for the day, oh, and then you won't complain when somebody accidentally loads wrong. Yeah, or they're doing it a bit slow. It's slow. Or something happens. Yeah. you'll realize that that's harder than competing.
0: Yeah, way harder. Yeah, I think spectating's harder.
1: Yeah, spectating. Like harder. I feel
0: more drained spectating at comps. Yeah. Or like coaching at comps afterwards, hanging out all day, watching people, helping people, like being there all day, yep. then competing and being like in the zone all day, yeah. kind of thing, like doing a thing, like that's kind of the fun part. Do you know what I mean? Like spectating. Yep. I know it's a spectator sport, but when there's eight weight classes and it's an eight hour day, <laughs> it's not that good of a
1: spectator. You sport. have to watch fifty people do <laughs> <Yeah>. one event. <laughs> yeah, it's a long day. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Like I can't thing. watch powerlifting. No. And the same. I don't think I could watch a strongman comp if I didn't know people in it. Well, this if is. If it was just a whole bunch of people that yes. I, had, I had no idea about. Like yep. trying to watch a random American comp. Yeah. I can't watch more than one event.
0: Well, this is, this is exactly the thing. We were talking at Meatstock. Some of the guys went and watched the PBR, so the pro bull riding. Yep. And um, Alex was kind of like, yeah, we stayed. It was good. Like, but, you know, once you see someone ride like one or two bulls, you've seen them all ride a bull kind yep. of thing. Um, but it was still interesting and I was like, Well, you see peop one person run a yoke, you see the next sport, it's just it's yep. your investment in the sport. You know the characters, you know the players, you know yeah. the rules. It's interesting because you know the intricacies of the sport, but as a spectator, especially like powerlifting where it's like you see one squat go up and down. Yep. You've seen the next fifty squats go up and down, or the next three attempts, you know. It, it is interesting when you know, when you know the people and you're there to support someone.
1: Yeah. It either needs to be whittled down. To less people, yeah. So you, even if you don't know them, you get to know them better, and then yes. they get lost in a crowd, yeah. Or you need to know more about it before, which the is comp exactly happens. why we have like an ASM standalone and stuff like that. Because yeah, it's more spectator friendly. So the more people promote, post, show that they're doing comps, yeah. people follow along with them. Yeah. Like everybody Building knew profiles. that Katie was trying to hit the log record. Yeah. Because she posted about it. Yeah. If she just sat in here for months momentum and, and you know, said nothing and came out yeah. and did it, people would be like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah. Don't really know what it means. But you're invested in the outcome cuz yeah. you're following along. Yeah. Yeah
0: um the yoke challenge is coming up which is a great initiative yep uh that's uh may 28th i believe or is down here for mental uh health
1: down here and in many places yeah he places
0: so check out your local um gym strongman gym see who's running and get involved with that either help out or jump under a yoke if you feel so inclined we are running a seminar down here uh if you like to get in touch with kim that'll that's also happening so um, lots of exciting stuff in Strongman Oz Yeah. Um, lots of comps lots of um, good stepstone comps and then obviously leading into like our qualifiers which I'm super keen to see well, obviously we've had our first qualifier over the weekend Yeah. I think because it's the first qualifier off the back of a whole bunch of other comps we probably saw like for example the heavyweights I think I scraped through but if I was at another qualifier if there was another four guys in there I would not have.
1: Yeah, as they keep getting...
0: Further away from ASM, they'll have
1: thicker competitive pools. Yeah. Then it'll be more competitive. As it starts to get to the Um, end of the year, everybody starts going, shit, I didn't make it.
0: Because like 105s, they weren't... I don't think there was any... Oh, there was a couple guys from like middleweight series because it's such a quick turnaround Like to be able to do that. And I jumped in... But it's like I didn't train, and this is probably the same thing as what we're talking about for you guys, which is, if you're in your off season or you're coming off, go up a weight class. You don't necessarily have to train for the competition. Yeah. You can just jump in the competition. If you don't do very well, like me, you can't really be too dirty on yourself.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I can. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but like I you still can, do that. I yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I like, didn't train for ASI no. at all. <laughs> you're like, did dog shit. Oh <laughs> um, should have trained I don't deserve to be but angry about to. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, and have fun and like, uh, enjoy that. And don't be too, it's strong man. Strong man is a sport of being able to be prepared for most things. Most of the time and being relatively strong, fast, muscular endurance, all that sort of stuff, all the modalities in strong man most of the time. So you can kind of jump into those comps most of the time. If the loads are accessible to you, right?
1: Most comps should be accessible to you. Yeah. Like, really?
0: Yes, at some level.
1: Yeah. Most of the yeah. comps that you're doing, you should be able to do most of the weights anyway. Yep. Which we spoke about before anyway and not overreaching.
0: Yeah, choosing those comps. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the big thing that we kind of wanted to talk to, like, or talk about today is, or the first thing is the mental side of Strongman. This was something that sort of came up or was asked or requested to me during the week and um, we've sort of touched on a lot of this independently anyway yeah. I think like and it's pretty transparent like where we feel like the mental aspects of strongman or sport in general lie but we're kind of breaking it down into like training competition and post-competition right so in training what are the kind of key things that you look at in terms of like your mental approach like even your day approach and stuff like that like when you've got big competitions up and you're training for competitions what does that look like or what, what strategies are you putting in place and are you, are you tangibly or like consciously thinking about those strategies or are they just sort of like built and kind of just happening passively in the background because it's just ingrained in what you do
1: I think a good chunk of it is just ingrained yeah like I still eat most of my meals. Yeah, I still try to sleep what I need to sleep. I still come in and train if I don't want to. Yeah, to some extent. Yeah, but leading into a comp prep, like my whole day ends up starting to revolve around training. I'm like, oh, I've got to eat here, then train. I've got to make sure I eat dinner. Whereas, like at the moment, I might miss a meal. Yeah, and I guess to dinner, and I'm like, oh, I don't buy any. F- I didn't buy any food. Yeah, what can I order, or what am I going to eat, or am I just not going to eat? A bit more flexible. Yeah. Possibly shouldn't be, but I feel like mentally I will burn out if I try to keep everything super, super rigid. Yeah. Um, I think so too. I've done that in the past. Yeah.
0: And that's a mental strategy, right? And you I can't be full tilt yeah. 100% of the time forever. Same with
1: training. Yeah. But yeah, it's the same with food for me. Yeah, Like if I get up and I don't want to eat and I have breakfast at 12, Yeah, it's not going to kill me. If I'm in comp prep and it's like 6, 5... Four weeks out, I'm yeah. like, no, no, no... ...I've got to lift something really heavy... ...I've got to make sure I'm on top of this. If but we back that up...
0: ...because I think what we're talking about... ...is something we both take for granted... ...right? Not that we're able to... ...but like no matter what we were doing... ...we would still make it the case. Yeah. But I think we take for granted... ...the fact that it is ingrained in us... ...that our whole day... ...food, preparation... ...timing of meals... ...and this might be something that people don't realise... Is revolved around that session. Yeah. People probably don't...
1: A lot of people don't even think about this. A lot of people probably can't either. Well, Depending they, on their work or if they work night shift or... It's uh, I would argue harder. Uh, harder. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: would, uh, I, I've would. i had jobs that did not allow for it and I allowed for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I made sure to the best of my ability, t- it depended on what my work day was, what my extracurricular activities or obligations were, that I was still training at a time if that was 5 like I had a period of time where like I lost my license because I'm an idiot when I was very young um we all be we yeah, all be bad. <laughs> yeah. All but uh I could only go to the gym at 5am yeah I was in the gym at 5am because uh, I could get a lift out there now I woke up at 3 30 to eat breakfast yeah to eat a meal like that's that would be like okay cool like I, I've got to go at 5am I can't I'm like, no, I still structured my food around the fact that, like, I had to train at five, so I would still wake up, I'd set an alarm, I'd go back to bed. Yeah. But I'd get up, I'd have breakfast, and I'd go back to bed. Yeah. And I think that's, like, it is harder, and for some people it is harder, but one of the big, I think, like, probably one of the most understated things is, like, from a mental perspective is, like, gearing your whole day towards that session and setting up for success from the get-go, from wake-up to session time you're ticking the boxes all the way to the session to give yourself the best chance of a good session
1: or training session to capitalize on that hour or two hours. You're either doing that or you're getting up and training first thing in the morning. Yeah. So that you can get it done. Yep. And then you've got everything else. So like Reese prepping for Yeah. like two sessions of his week was at like 4.30 in the morning. Mm. And then it got to the end of prep and he's like, I can't break the ground with the frame. And I'm like, well, it's 4 a.m. So probably in these last couple of weeks, if we can do it in yeah. the afternoon, we will do yeah. it in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was just a case of like, this is the only time I have available yeah, to course. me. Yeah. And, and I doing guess the best that you can with that. Time yeah. A hundred percent. Rather than just not training.
0: Of course. And then like for a lot of people, it's if I train in the morning, it's done. If I train in the afternoon, depending on like where your values or priorities lie. Oh, Most with I'll try to get that tomorrow. Like that. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I won't be like, oh, shit, I ran out of time for that today. Yep. I won't do that today. Yep. I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, shit, I get undercooked that session or I didn't get all my sessions in because I didn't prioritize my week specifically, right?
1: Yeah, well, we have a whole morning crew here that if they trained at 12 o'clock, like midday, yeah, it'd be too late. Yeah. And they'd have no motivation because it's yep. ingrained in them now that yeah. like they train at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. 5 a.m., 6 a.m. every day. Yeah. So like just to pull that up because I, I feel like we talk
0: about it in a blasé way. Mm. But like you and I, and a lot of competitors who have been doing it for a long time will understand this. Like working your food in all day to make sure that you're structuring your meals so that you've got enough food and you've fueled enough for that session that you're timing your last meal in relation to your session to make sure that you're not feeling too full but not like underfed kind of thing. Timing pre-workout or supplementations or whatever else is going on in your day, making sure like that if I'm hitting a heavy session, I want to do that in the PM a little bit later. Or like when I was deadlifting, I wanted to do it in peak time. So like I'm trying to adjust my day or make sure that I'm prioritizing training in that time. It's like you're actually the best or the probably one of the key mental factors. And I think it's the wins along the way as well. So it's like, I know it's like a structural factor, but from the get go, when I wake up and I take my blood pressure and I take my weight Mm. and I, have my first breakfast. And then I tick off my second breakfast and I've had half a liter of water and I'm tracking my things and I'm hitting my meals. All the way up to that session, all morning, all day, I'm winning along the board. Like I'm putting ticks in the box to know that like, I'm setting that session up for success as best possible. So when I get to the session, all those components have been ticked off. And I know walking into that session, I can come with confidence knowing already that I've done all the things to make sure that that's as successful as possible and I can capitalize on my two hours the best possible way.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people use like life as an analogy of like a game or a video game Mm. where like your objective is to win. Yeah. And you play a level in a video game or you play a board game and it's like there's all these little steps that lead to something bigger.
0: Yeah, 100%. I actually was thinking about this on Saturday
1: because after you didn't train for the comp.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking in general around comps and this is yep. a bit of a tangent. So apologies crew. Um, but I was thinking about events and I was thinking about like, um, this was before I did the Lemmy stone. So obviously I'm pretty dirty about it. Cause this is, <laughs> I was thinking about this <laughs> because <laughs> talking about it as a game. Yeah. Right? In my head, I look at the event and I go, At the end of the day, there's tape here, there's tape there. There's two big fuck off stones. And if I don't get to the other side of the tape, I lost that game. Yeah. If I get halfway, I lost that game. If I get to the other end, I beat that implement. Yeah. Right. So like when I do those lemmy stones again, fuck me, I hope I don't have to. Um, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I do those lemmy stones again, I can tell you like I would be working really hard to make sure that I didn't lose that. I didn't, that that event didn't beat me. I beat it next time I do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how slow, it doesn't matter how what it, whatever it is, but like to zero an event or not actually finish or complete an event means that event beat me, which means I'm not strong enough. Yeah, it's right? probably
1: been a while since that's happened for me. <laughs> 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 it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: but yeah, it's a game. Like like and, you know look at like each event as a game. Like the day is a game. Like, cool, I've just got to tick the boxes that are required." Yeah. And hopefully I can win the game today, right? Yeah. And that's a good way to think of it.
1: Yeah, I think people are so black and white, or most of us that do this are very black and white. Everyone's yeah. perfectionist, everyone's OCD. So yeah. if it's not perfect, there's no point even Having a half-assed attempt, mm, yeah. So if people have a bad day, the whole day just goes bad, and they're just like, oh, "I'll just write it off." Okay. So
0: mental strategy: if the day doesn't go to plan, if you haven't won the morning before a session
1: in the afternoon,
0: yeah, <laughs> win something. When don't but, throw it in the bin. But I'm sure in like a heavy prep, yeah, there's a morning or there's a week that hasn't gone to plan because like no prep is perfect. How do you overcome that when that happens when you're coming into a training session specifically?
1: I try not to think about it too much mm. and still have a decent crack at the training yeah. session. But yeah. we've had sessions where it just doesn't work. We have. Where you just come in, you lift everything and you're like, it's not today.
0: And I've done all the right things up to these
1: sessions. Yeah, sometimes. Most of the time. Yeah.
0: But I get in there and I'm trying. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I just don't have it today. Like today's yeah. just not, my body's just not cooperating.
1: I think we've done it for long enough now to where you just walk off and go, what am I doing tomorrow? All right, I'll come in and Yeah, do it it's going to be more profitable then. And this Whereas is an experience I, I thing. would have just killed myself for 3 hours yeah. to make sure Big that I hit those weights that yeah. I did it and I'd walk out broken going I won.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I lost, lost the week <laughs> instead of <laughs> losing the, the day. Yeah. Lost the comp. So I that's probably an important one to talk about in terms of uh you know David Goggins? I don't know whether you follow David Goggins. I don't really, or really. watch much. Of yeah, that. he talks about the cookie jar thing, right? Like that's one for the cookie jar. You Surely you know like. I know David Goggins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he talks about the cookie jar thing. And I think this is a really important thing. I find that some of those bad days where the mornings are shit or my week's been shit or I've been sick or just like the world's falling apart around me and I don't feel like training or I think it's not going to be profitable, but I get into the gym and I start warming up. I've hit PRs. Like I've had some of my best sessions under those circumstances. I've also had woeful sessions under those circumstances. Mm. But in my head I go, okay, the morning wasn't great, but it's still time to go do my job. Yep. right. I still go time to have a crack at this. And I know that previously I don't write the session off because I know that I've had some very, very good sessions on those. So it's like I've put sessions into the cookie jar where I felt shit and I've succeeded. So now yeah, I've go, so got, ah, yeah. so got confidence that I know that it can happen regardless yep. of the morning's outcome. But it is hard to be like, oh, fuck, like this day is just – Terrible, I feel flat, I'll oh, just not gonna train or it's not worth it. I'm gonna pull back where it's like, Well, see how you feel first. Like get in there, have a crack. It's still time to do your job.
1: Yeah, I've done that many like I guess sports and like not even like diet trends and stuff, but yep. like I had a run through a couple of probably like three weeks where it was intermittent fasting. Yeah. But it was basically like carb backloading. So mm-hmm. once you finish your session later at the day, you basically just eat all the carbs and try to get your calories back up and through the day is like nothing. Yeah. And for a couple of weeks I did that where I would do flooring and I'd work all day. And then I was doing like CrossFit at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I'd walk in, still hadn't eaten all day yeah, and had like strength components of the workout where I was like getting PBs and I felt really strong. And I'm like, this is weird. I'm running on nothing. Yeah. Well, I'm running on last night's food. Yes. Essentially. Backloading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, would go eat heaps after that night. And eventually I ran into a wall because I couldn't physically eat what I Enough needed to, to, to hit your requirements. Yeah. But I was just one of those things where I'm like, I'm just going to try this. Right. Um, there's it's people that do a lot of fasting at the moment. Yeah. Um, and same deal. Yeah. They still feel strong in the gym. So I think if you've done that, I was in the say, past, if you miss
0: a few meals in the morning, you're not like you're it's not, not the end of the world. Yeah. 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 So yep. if
1: I don't get my perfect lunch before I train, yeah, it's not even a thought which just comes down to experience and stuff as well. Yeah.
0: Um, Visualization and stuff. Do you think about sessions before you go into them? Do you think about what you're going to hit? Do you visualize any of those lists or are you just looking ahead at the programming and seeing what you're going to achieve and thinking about that number throughout the day? Like what does that look like for you? I
1: look at, I don't look past the next session that I have to do. Yeah. Um, and if I do, it's not for very long. Yeah. I know where I need to get to, but yeah, I feel like next week doesn't matter if I don't, it this week yeah um but yeah like if i've got a heavy deadlift or if i've got a heavy yoke yeah i can't get that out of my head i'm obsessed hey like for yeah it, for it, like <laughs> i go to bed and i'm just like oh i've got either a positive or a negative like i'm either yeah. excited for it yeah or i'm just like oh, i don't want to do yeah. it I, like i just want it to go well yeah like
0: nervous about it, right? It's yeah, a nerves thing. I'm That's a good thing. It means like, you care, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm generally quiet all day. Yeah. And I come into the gym and say hi and I don't say that much. Yeah. And then once that set's done or once that heavy component's done, <sighs> yeah, you just see the complete like mood change. <laughs> it's like my chakra just settles, yeah. like some <laughs> changes in the air. And I'm like, oh. Who needs a sound healing when you've yeah. got it like you can get the set done? <laughs> Especially like some of the heavy yoke and deadlift ones. Um, yeah. Like if log gets heavy enough, same yeah. deal. Yeah. Because I'm like, so much can go wrong. Mm-hmm. I know I've got it. Yeah. But still, I'm stressing. Yeah. And then once that's done, I'm like, hey everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that. Not intentionally. Yeah. But definitely dawns on, like that sits with me. Yeah. A lot. This is a um, thing where it's like maybe not intentional, but
0: exactly what I'm talking about. Where you're thinking about that number all day. Yeah, You're thinking about hitting a triple at this. You're hitting, I've mm. got to hit a double at this to be on track. You're thinking like, this is going to be heavy. I'm nervous for it or I really want it. So it's suddenly, you know, you're talking about training session and capitalizing on training session and like mental strategies. Suddenly without even knowing, right, yeah. we're talking about stuff where, we've set up a whole day. We've structured a whole day around that training session. So we're feeling confident going into that session that you've done all the right things. And like from a physiological standpoint, you've set yourself up the best way possible by fueling yourself as well, right? And then all day and all night beforehand or all week sometimes, like if I'm heading into like heavy deadlifts, I'm thinking about that number. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking about that number. I'll watch old videos of me yep. successfully doing numbers the same, or like looking at like my good deadlifts and stuff like that yeah, as looking well. At how they should move. Yeah, just looking at how they're yep. moving, or seeing me do that number well, yep. so I can see that I can pull it with speed and that it is very achievable, and I can I've done it before, so I can do it again. Yep. Um, little things that we probably do without even knowing it, right?
1: Yeah, things that are just automatic from doing it for so long. Automatic for us. Yeah. Right. Things so for you guys to think about. It's, like all, it's all great advice, but like, don't get too emotional or obsessed over it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> find, find that balance. If you want to be mediocre, <laughs> if you want to be good, be a little bit obsessed. Yeah. It's find that balance, which I don't think any of us have. And we definitely tip either side of that. But
0: in saying that, periods. I got periods yeah, where I don't a give place. a fuck. I got yeah, periods where I'm in a van somewhere else in the country, eating vegetarian, being <laughs> 99 kilos, <Yeah. laughs> climbing mountains, and I'm not thinking about strongman at all, and it's glorious. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm when it gets close, like when it's like a week out from comp, I get a lot worse. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like the Arnold's was on every year, mm. March back yeah. in the, back in the day. Yes. The golden era. When expos <laughs> existed. Depends who asked. Who the golden era is golden era of Australia. <laughs> Didn't exist much before that.
0: <laughs> I know one particular person who's going to be hurt by that. Uh,
1: he's, <laughs> fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. ends don't count. Yeah. Um, so for that, I would go, I'd have to weigh in Friday because I was competing Saturday mm-hmm. in the 90s. Um, and the expo was setting up Thursday night. Yeah. So like Thursday night for a couple of years, I'd be like, well, I'm staying near the expo anyway. I've got nothing to do. I'll just wander down there. Yeah. Sometimes I can end up going in while they're setting up, depending on who's there. Mm-hmm. One of the years I'd called or I spoke to Ange that was setting up. Yes. And he was setting up stuff. Yeah. And I was like, can I come in and just have a look around? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. And I had thongs on and you need closed shoes. Yeah. So there was one of the other guys setting up the green tea stand yeah. that I knew from Queensland. Yeah. So I stole his shoes, put on high beers, <laughs> <laughs> like walked Roll in three. like I was setting up. Yeah. Literally just to be like, oh yeah, they're the stones. Yeah, they're the farmer's handles. Looked at where everything was. I'm like, cool that, because yeah, like for a comp, even got your weights, bearings. You got yeah, your for middleweights. It's at the same place, mm. so I can sit there and visualize each event. Yeah, I kind of know where it is, where it's set up, where the yep. toilets are. Yeah, and then I can picture. Now that you've done it once or twice, it's like home.
0: Yeah, right. Like you go back there, it's the same feeling. It's
1: competing in your own yep. gym is very easy compared to competing at a different gym. Yeah, for little factors yep. of like. I don't know where there's shade, water, toilets, yeah. food. Sure. Yeah. Like we know that we can duck out and go to a coffee place here. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. Chill. yeah. Um, so yeah, for comps, I get really obsessive with like visualizing things and I tend to do it before bed, which is yeah. terrible because then I don't sleep. Yeah. Because I get yeah, so I've amped I get so like amped up thinking about how I'm going to get amped up for an event and then <laughs> yeah. I sit there and I'm like, cool, I'm ready to compete. Mm. Yeah. But I need to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I tend to visualize not just everything going well I tend to do worst case at the same time I do both yeah I go all right. I'm gonna run with a yoke and it's gonna be perfect and this is how it's gonna feel and this is how light it's gonna feel yeah and then I think okay I'm gonna visualize myself running with it and then I drop it and shit the bed what do I do to try to save that sure like I go through both yeah like I try to at least prepare myself for if this doesn't go well how can you save this yeah and not just freak out in yeah, the middle and just of a comp. shit the bed. So I feel like I've done both. Yep. I tend to focus more on the positive, but I try not to ignore something yeah. going wrong. Yeah, Because I feel like if you go in going, yeah, I've done five reps in training, but I'm good for eight. I'm going to get eight. I visualize myself getting eight. And you miss your third rep. Yeah. That's a <laughs> lot of stress because you're like, that's a long way off eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to fix this somehow. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not going to get eight. This is not what I visualized. <laughs> yeah. They said if I visualize it, it <laughs> yeah, will happen. i yeah, manifest it. <laughs> I read the secret <laughs> yeah. five times. This is yeah. not, This is how it's supposed to go. <laughs> so I think, yeah, for me, I picture that, and also points. Yeah, I'm like, here's my bad event. If I do, yeah, bad I know you're big on figuring out the point thing. If I do bad at in. my bad event, yeah. what do I need to do yeah. everywhere else? Yeah, to save that. Yes, because the Makes points sense. thing is the game. Yeah, it is part of the game. It's yeah. a game. My game is to just get more points than yeah. you and everyone else. Yeah. I don't care about necessarily winning an event. I care yep. about winning the comp first. And as of long course. as that's done. Of course. I yeah. I'm mean, exactly events. the same. I think about winning each event and then
0: like what do I need to do to win each event or do my best possible in each event that's capable possible for me. Yeah. And you still did that with
1: middleweights too. You're like, here's some events that like I might not win. Yeah. But like, I think if I can get go. to this
0: point, I should be in striking distance of winning that event. Yeah. or Very
1: close. So I think picturing both because yeah. you see people in the middle of comps just freak. Yeah. Or like you see people not freak out. Like McCauley dropped his coffin. Yeah. Cool, calm and collected. Yeah. And just took his time. Yeah. Picked it up. Very mm-hmm. like struggled to pick it up because that thing went face down mm. and they're an absolute bitch to pick up. Mm-hmm. But didn't freak out. Didn't yeah. stand there. Didn't like. Picked it up and hustled. Yeah. Picked it up and then just ran quick mm-hmm. and didn't trip or anything else. Yeah. Composure. Yeah, whereas a lot of people I've seen... I've seen the exact same thing happen to. Yeah. And I can see, like, yeah. panic. <laughs> They're yeah. sweating through their chalk Yeah, and they can't yeah, pick yeah. it up. Suddenly, everything starts to go
0: downhill. Yeah. Um, so, in t- so, that's visualisation. That's sort of, like, getting into, like, the competition side of stuff then as well. So, yeah. like, moving on from, like, the training and the competition, like... Uh, lead up to competition... Um, Obviously, like I made a post about it this week, but like arousal is probably like one of the things or like peak arousal is one of the things that like I have to, I have to manage. And that's a key thing for my mental state at competitions, not
1: hitting that button too early. Yeah. So you, what did you write that you tried to go out more calm because that's what powerlifters did? yeah once upon a time it didn't work yeah a
0: hundred percent yeah yeah what that post was sort of referring to like so like there was a lot of like examples being used of like quite like stoic powerlifters and like it just sort of seems at the point where like it was glorifying like that temperament over like you know like (laughs) not demonizing but sort of belittling the scream and yell sort of like mentality that like is the juxtaposition of that right yep and I was on that side and I was like, "Well, oh, maybe I should be like, maybe I should be like these guys. Yeah, You know, maybe I should be like stoic and quiet and internalize that rage and go out there and be like a calm front and storm inside. And I was like, Jesus, I'm weak as fuck doing this. Like I was <laughs> like, I was trying to like yep. take slack out of the bar and like be calm and like just like execute. I was just like, it's just not me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just, like I wasn't fun. But it's not you in any
1: of life. No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the biggest tell of like, if that should be for you it's or gotta
0: not. It's got to be congruent to your own person. It's got to be authentic. Yeah. Like, right? Like how what you, you do do is everything authentic. in life. Yeah. 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 And then
1: come up calm and lift yeah. some weights. It's, it's like just not me. Yeah. Don't go calm into any aspect of nah. life. No, nah, nah, not Business, usually. relationships, yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> Going in screaming and swinging. Getting shit done. Yeah, getting shit done. But not quietly. not quietly. That's very true. Which explains you competing. Yeah, very much so. Getting Um, shit done, but not quietly.
0: But in terms of stroke, because I know this about myself now, at least anyway, like Mm. I know where that is. But I also know that I've got to like... Just like leading into the... I can't hit that button all day, right? So like between events, I, I can't this is one of those things like, I know like everyone wants to talk to a competition. It's a big social thing. I haven't seen people for a long time. I've got clients who are competing and stuff with me too, which is really hard because I can't really like, uh, socialize mm. on a comp day too much. Yep. Like I can't, I need to bring arousal down. This is my mental strategy. I know that I need to bring mental arousal down, but I need to stay focused and like on task. Yep. Right. As soon as I start talking and like, socializing and kind of like chilling out and having a laugh too much then i just kind of get into like a sitting back all right cool we're gonna go out we're gonna lift yep do you know what i mean like uh, i like the distraction No, nah, see you say so you're different you, you like the distraction in between yep no nah, i need to stay on task and then when it's time to hit those events it's like headphones back in bringing arousal back up i do some breathing like nasal breathing and just like quick nasal breathing to like yep. heighten my like arousal a little bit. And then like, it's like, okay, I'm back in, I'm warming up, headphones in, not really talking, yep. um, going through those motions, going through that preparation stuff. And then it's time to go out there and then it's salts and fucking yell. And we're like, let's go. Yeah.
1: Like that's, that's me managing my arousal post event. You get into such a zone that when your client comes up, you tell them to piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: I didn't say piss off. I just said, not now. <laughs>
1: It's the same. I think it's worse. <laughs> it's like stern. It's down. like yeah, it's like uh, a kid. He watches now. this too.
0: I mean, <laughs> so you'll see this. <laughs> like I just felt so
1: bad because in your defense, he is very chatty.
0: <laughs> He's and very chatty. He thought he was coming up for he a He's chat. very chatty. Mate, that motherfucker the first time I did Arnold's was uh-huh. in my I didn't even know the kid. And he was in my ear. Like him and um Oh I'm so sorry. New Zealand. Um, gosh. Jason? Jason. Woods. Jason Woods, yeah. Between him and Jason, like this Kiwi in one ear and this Irish bloke in this other ear that I just met, and I've just met both of them, and they're asking me a thousand <laughs> questions in a minute. like, And I was like trying to be focused, and I was like,
1: head, like, my headphones are in. <laughs> like, blah, 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 blah. So if you know how to throw Tyson off a comp yeah. <laughs> and make him do bad. You give an intel, right? Like, yeah. yeah. oh, it's,
0: it's better. I get angry. <laughs> yeah. And that was fine. Like I just met them. But Shane's one of my clients now and he just loves a chat. Like he's just very chatty and uh, he's really good value. But he, he tried to ask me something when I was getting ready to hit a deadlift. And I was like, and he just failed a deadlift. And I was like, so I assumed he was just, I'm like, yeah, okay, he's done. Like that was, that's or he not going to reattempt. That's not going to come. One or whatever. Well, he was asking whether he was, and he tried to talk to me. And I'm like, not now. And then I realized he was speaking to Alex at the same time, trying to give his attempts. And I was like, oh, sorry, bro. Definitely not. <laughs> like that was, <laughs> you done. <laughs> like I, I thought that was a given. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely like, headphones in in the flow state don't like to talk i'm just like music on and that's the same in the gym too like you'll know because we train like some days we're training we're chatting in between and you know walking up or whatever and then we kind of know some days the headphones stay in we're just loading plates and we're lifting and we're moving yeah and there's a difference
1: yeah i think understanding that a lot of us in the sport aren't great at social cues and there will be people that (laughs) will be chatty all the time yeah 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 of course um like that the first qualifier for that very first arnold's that only had a 105 yeah you know, the one that was in into fitness yeah it's the first time i did a comp with like ron carl mm. a few of those guys yeah carl does not stop talking yeah <laughs> not only that if you compete with him yeah and because i didn't know him he's just like oh how do you think you go on this event and i'm like look maybe six reps on the deads i'll be stoked with that and he's like oh yeah you'll do great like i'll be shit yeah. um and i come back and do like five or six and he's like yeah you did great or something and he'll go out and do 10 yeah and he's like oh i don't know where that came from and i'm yeah, like yeah he's, he's where are you from <laughs> he's like england and i'm like ah i see <laughs> that's your game yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's like no nah, no nah, you'll smash me out yeah, yeah, of yeah, it yeah <laughs> Comes <laughs> yeah yeah through very sly yeah kid who says he doesn't study for tests and gets a hundred yeah 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 yeah. he's like (laughs) throwing you off so i think yeah if you need to focus like you do yeah bring headphones yeah
0: i just think it's managing down like because there's a lot of downtime in a competition yeah especially like full weight class competitions is even Mm. harder because there's so much downtime in a comp um so i think like mental strategy because you you say you like the distraction you like being distracted and stuff like that in that downtime where like
1: that works if i tried to stay focused i would burn out
0: I don't so necessarily crazy. need to stay focused, focused, but I just need to stay like on task. And if that means like closing my eyes and having a lie down, if there's going to be mm. a two hour wait or an hour and a half wait for half an hour, yep. that's okay. But if I get chatting and I get like comfortable and I'm like, Oh yeah, cool. Like we're, we're kind of competing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause there's comps like that. There's comps where like I go along and like having a chat and it's like, okay, cool. You're up. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go lift. And like, yep. Oh, like, give a yell and stuff like that, but it's not the same zone as, like, competitive.
1: Yeah, that's versus, how I competed you know? for years. I was basically talking to the judge that was probably counting me in yeah. while I was about to go, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I should do this. Yeah. And I pretty much finished every comp and event, and I'm like, oh, I reckon if I just focused a little bit more, I probably could have mm. gone quicker.
0: Well, and there's a difference. There's a different and time.
1: then I had to learn how to yeah. actually change that, and for training.
0: Flick a switch when it's time to flick the switch, right? Just very hard for me. Yeah. And so you use visualization a lot before the competition. Yep. And then it's kind of like, okay, comp day warming up and stuff like that. You're kind of taking your focus. I know you put your headphones in and
1: stuff and like, find your peak
0: arousal, but in between those times it's a distraction and stuff.
1: Yeah. And I'm it like I've learned that deadlifts, I can come in like this.
0: Oh, understanding different event yeah. arousals. And very if, much so. If it's overheads. Yeah.
1: Like I had overheads for ASI maybe. Yeah. And I was just standing there, and you were just like, "You ready to go? You ready to do this?" And I'm like, "Just go away." Yes. <laughs> I was like, "Just, just leave." He's <laughs> like, "What?" I'm like, "I don't need like, I don't want hype Yeah, right I now. need to be, I need to be lower here. I'm like, I've got a barbell, I've got a block, staring in the sun. I just need to come out calm and do yeah. the job. Yeah, 100% execute. I'm like, everything will go to shit if yeah. I come out like too aggressive. Hyped up. I.
0: Agree. In terms of like arousal, and managing arousal, something interesting that I do that I didn't really think of anything of, but Shane, <laughs> when he was down here asking mm. like what I'm listening to, and he thought this is very interesting. For middleweight series, I listen to the same song or the same album for each event every week. Yep.
1: Every week. Same song. So I've on, ho- on repeat. Yeah, Basically the same intro. Yep. Same 20 seconds. Yep. So, uh,
0: like for for example, monster dumbbell, my arousal needed to be lower. Yep, I always played uh, Renegades of Funk, uh, Rage Against the Machine on repeat throughout the whole dumbbell while I was doing dumbbell, uh, because it was groovy, it's upbeat, it's like pumping along, but it's not like thrash metal, and it kept me yep. like in a like I've got to be engaged, I've got to be like uh, in a good sweet spot, but I've kind of got to like have fun and kind of play with it a bit but does that make sense like it's like it's a sweet spot in the middle there i listen to that song every week on repeat throughout my whole dumbbell time and then at the competition
1: day guess what goes on you get superstitious with it right like you put it on once for a session and it goes well Well, yeah and you go all right i just kind of
0: picked it based on like where i needed to be yeah so like um viking press which is just fucking send chelsea smile bring me the horizon every week right Mm. Every week on repeat for all my Viking press. I've got
1: clients that listen to like Disney, yep, and musicals, yeah, a hundred percent. But they are full mm. of energy.
0: Yes, like yeah. Meg, Meg
1: does it. Yeah, he's full of energy. Yeah. and that's like calms them s- down a little bit, and like it's in, in a good level. Spot. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it just works,
0: and always event dependent, but. For me, I was replicating the same arousal in the gym for those events and everything had the same feel. So when I'm warming up for the competition events, I would play these song that I'll listen to every single session, every single week on that event at the competition time. And it's like I'm back in that space, I'm back in that like sweet spot, my yeah. arousal's good, go time. Yeah. Uh, so that was definitely one thing. For my competition prep and something I do like, I, I generally do albums. Like I listen to a certain band for a or like a certain album for a certain session every
1: week, and kind yep. of play that when it's time to go for those events. Maybe we need to release like a playlist of comp comp hits, yeah, comp specific yeah. songs, comp, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> event specific, uh, yeah, event specific songs. See, I don't really listen to anything when I train unless it's no, maybe I the know last that four yeah. weeks. Uh, I know, yeah. Um, I kind of like that Yeah, I do all my sessions and everyone's like Do you not have headphones? Are you a psychopath? And I'm like I could have the music off mm. But I kind of like that I, I like the challenge of like If I can still hit moderately hard numbers That I yeah. should be able to hit in my sleep While I'm essentially in my sleep Then <laughs> I'm in a good space And I know that if I can bring music and bring salt in yeah, When that's, needed That's going to bring that up Yeah, For me being in here all day every
0: day Yep. listening to the same music all day, being at work. I don't even hear it. Yeah, I just need my headphones in because yeah. I just want to zone out. I just want to like separate work yep. from – it's like a wall between me and work, like pre-workout. That's a in, like training strategy, pre-workout for me. If I'm in this office and on the gym floor all day, because I'm here, people probably don't realise, but like I actually work. Um, <laughs> That's a real job. <laughs> Shane, yeah, it's like another one. Comes down and is like, oh, man, you're busy. Like you take uh, PTs and like I'm like, yeah, I'm here like ten to twelve hours most days. Yeah. Like between like coaching, online coaching, programming, sessions, all that sort of stuff. And um and training, right? Yep. Of course. Um, but like I need a veil between pre workouts, like stop work, headphones in. It sets the scene for me to be like, This is athlete time, yeah, that's work time. And that's like a strategy that I need to put in place, just yep. training in the same thing that's my workplace. Or open a new gym. Down the road. <laughs> Go train somewhere <laughs> you gotta train else. somewhere else, yeah. So you can actually drive yeah. to the gym
1: for the purpose yeah, of Yeah, I, I
0: missed the drive, to be honest. Yeah. The drive was a great thing. And if you're driving to the gym, bang and tune on, pre-workout down, driving to the gym, fucking like pumping along, that was always my like time in that car, yeah. right? Which was like setting myself up.
1: Yeah, I'd still prefer to do that. Yeah. Like normally if we do this and I'd train later. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's I just would kind drive of like home basically Eat quickly and drive. I think old
0: strong song. I used to go for a drive around the block a few times, take my pre workout, listen to the songs, just because it was like a break, it's a reset. Yeah, or watch YouTube videos of like, yeah, <laughs> that was good. Like watch was, YouTube videos. Yeah, of grizzly. yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Grizzly screaming. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. John yeah. North. On repeat. Yeah, to, yeah, We actually used to watch John Earth North a lot, yeah. just for the, like the vibe before training and stuff. Yeah. Um, Pete Rubbish deadlifts all the time. Yeah. Um High po- reel. Yeah, hundred percent. KK. Uh, Post comp. Post comp mental strategies. Just
1: keep moving. Mm. Honestly, like that—that's about it. Like we've touched a bit on like post comp blues and everything like that, and there's a lot of strategies that you can implement. But essentially, you just need to go back into the gym, do something, just keep moving, just keep eating fairly regularly. Motivation is going to be about at its lowest ever. Um, I think people. Stepping away for a week or two and going, no, nah, I just won't go in. Yeah. Makes it very hard to then I think a week off's come good. back in.
0: I think a week off's pretty good or like a week light, but like I'll take a week off if I need to. Yeah, it doesn't have to, to be hard training. Yeah, just or just go do something else or just like not come in. I'm going to be like not controversial, but like I'm going to put something forward um, and I'll get your opinion on it and you guys will have an opinion on it. But I actually think comp post-comp blues – Uh, is an immature state and i think that it's a i know elite athletes get it but i think post-competition blues is a novice intermediate attitude to have to post-comp phases
1: interesting take
0: Uh, yeah i Mm. just think that like uh if you're an elite athlete There's an expectation that you compete, that there's the high that you win or don't win, whatever it is that you are satisfied with the result or unsatisfied with the result. Yep. But there's a longer goal. There's an overarching goal. And there's a process. And that competition is just part of the process to getting better and the bigger plan. So there's no competition and full stop. And then I've got post-comp blues, there's yep. competition. And then that's a, it's only one piece of the puzzle. And if you're looking at the high from a competition or the build-up to a competition, and then it stops and you have this post, post-comp blues situation happen, then I would say that it's an immature response to the stimulus of a competition yep. and what that means in the grand scheme of a journey and a process of actually getting you stronger as a person or as an athlete long-term.
1: I think a lot of it just comes from the fact that it's a big social fun weekend. It's like a holiday. Yeah, Like you get to go see all these people. You get to go chat with them. Some people are more social. Obviously, if you're not super social and you're there for a job, mm. then you wouldn't have that as bad. But I know for a lot of people, it's not But why can't you have the
0: social side and the competition side and not be –
1: Losey about it afterwards. I think they just miss being at the comp on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Miss hanging out with people and also just not working and like not having that sort of responsibility for two days. You can just kind of break away from everything else. Yeah, yeah. And go, this is cool. Yeah. I'm around all the people that I'm not normally around. Yeah, it's great. Depends on the size of the comp though. I think if it's a big comp and it's a big gathering and people come from interstate and there is a big social aspect to it like the night before or the night after or everything like that, yeah, um, it's definitely going to happen more often, but it shouldn't happen after every comp. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah, I,
0: I, yeah. I think it's. I think if you reevaluate or rejuggle the meaning of a competition, I understand there's like a big dopamine hit for competing, for being out there, for a yep. crowd, and there's always with any high, there's a low that comes afterwards. Yeah. But I think that like if you could reevaluate or reprioritize what that means, or what the competition means, or the goal long term. Like, if the goal is like to do the competition, or the goal is to be the best athlete, or just to push yourself to get better long term. Well, then it's just a stepping stone and a, a step or small drop in the ocean of the process to doing that.
1: Yeah, that's why I always try to have some plan. Afterwards. Yeah, some plans for off season, whether it's a comp, yeah. something Like, and we've
0: talked about strategies to get over the post comp blues, but like, can we negate the post comp blues by? Taking a different view of the build-up for a competition, the the lead-up to the competition, and the enormity that we place on that versus I want to get and this this is just like thoughts, but like I want to get I'm not looking to be Australia's Strongest Man under 105. Yeah, I'm looking to be the strongest person that I can be within the parameters of our sport, yep. and that doesn't mean world strongest man. That does like how far can I push myself? potential wise i'm testing that at competitions and i'm testing that against myself against other people in the sport and within the parameters of the rules of our sport so under actual refereed circumstances but i want to know how strong can i actually get how strong can i be how much potential do i have to be the strongest version of myself within this sport and then the competition doesn't mean as much
1: yeah, the you title just go on to the next one. Because
0: you go on to the next one or you go back to training because you go, okay, cool, I can see some holes in my game that I've seen under the circumstances that I've placed upon myself in this competition yep. and against the other people. I can see there's more possibility or more, more, uh, more potential for me to be stronger in certain events because if someone else can, I can too. And that's something that I yeah.
1: think about often is if he can, I should be able to. I think that a lot before events and before like those heavy training sessions. Yep. Yeah. Like when I'm walking up to a lift. Yeah. doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. But I'll just think like if someone else can do this- Someone else can can go do this, this, I
0: can do it. Yeah. Right? 100%. And I think that if you're focused on being the best that you can be in general, then maybe we can circumvent this post-comp blues thing and- be able to look at it differently or competition or the competition experience differently, have a great time, enjoy the competition experience, but understand where that relates into the grand scheme of actually getting stronger or actually being the best version of yourself within the sport.
1: Yeah. It'll be looking outside of training as well. Like a big part of post-comp blues is while you're prepping for a comp that last month. Yeah. Maybe you ignore a lot of things in your life. And now that the comp's over, you go, ah, okay i gotta fix all i this got nothing stuff. yeah <laughs> or i've got to start real
0: life the, all the stuff that you've put off
1: kind all of the thing. other stuff that you've put off has mm. just come back and you're like oh yeah i wish i could just go back to that comp where this didn't exist but
0: argue that's an immature approach to
1: competing as well
0: probably um. prob- <laughs> prob- probably probably life. <laughs> <laughs> But competing
1: to like fill the void of doing other uh, things yeah 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 i, I yeah i, I just Escaping just a thought like the i
0: understand that people are going to have post comp blues and if yep. you are one of those people it's not saying that like it's not necessarily a bad thing but i just think that if you take a more mature approach to the competition side of stuff if you this is not saying that it's for everybody but it's more saying like if you want to be really good like if you want to last a long time. If you want to last a long time, yeah. If you want to last a long time and you want to be really really good and you want to continue to progress, like you finish a comp and you you look at it, you evaluate it and you move forward and you take the lessons learned, you move to the next step.
1: Yeah. You're not going to last a long time if every comp there's a big dip mm-hmm. and a big rise and a big Shotman classic rise. was my 50th comp. Oh, celebrate. I <sighs> love we'll that in. Yeah, <laughs> we'll in a little thing. <laughs> and what yeah, a 50th you know, like, comp it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really would have liked to have capped that off a bit nicer.
0: Half <laughs> century. Yeah. Hopefully my 100th a little bit nicer.
1: I think I'm only at like 35. It's still a lot. It's still a lot of comps, right? I had a lot of years where I just didn't. I did one I've, comp. And I've comps. had a lot of like off
0: seasons, like yeah. longer off seasons, like six to nine months. And I've, But like I also had years where I competed 12 times. Yeah, I haven't done that. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend. Um <laughs> This is a long podcast. Mm. Well, would we like to move to the next one?
1: No.
0: Yeah. can. Not? Yeah, why not? We're we'll gonna train, train up afterwards. Yeah, um, to train. You wanna train?
1: Yeah. Oh, after this.
0: Oh great. Yeah. All right, we'll speak. We'll we'll continue. Do you want us to continue? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> uh a united strong man. <laughs> yeah
1: well i mean do you want
0: to continue in your rant version or do you want me to go with my positive version
1: (laughs) the rant version will go for an hour yeah
0: we were just talking about a united strongman and this is uh something that we would love to see it's something that has happened in certain states at certain times but just something that we want to bring home to everyone who listens uh The three of you, someone made this joke that they're one of the three. And I was like, there's like fucking sixty of you three now.
1: Like <laughs> there's a lot. Um probably not at all at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three listen to this one, uh, yeah, three, listen yeah.
0: to that <laughs> one. <laughs> um but like a United Strongman and like what what this looks like, and obviously the first thing that came to mind when we were talking about this and what sort of got this started is like we see uh federations. Talking about like ASA records, yep. And then we're talking about AS records, and then we have Obliterate talking about records and compiling a record list, yep. And then we have a separate objective, like uh, board putting together records, which would be the ASR Australian Strongman Records,
1: yeah, Australian another records. Another acronym, sure. It's basically sure, the same but slightly different.
0: I think if everyone got along and united. And AS and ASA and Carl and Camilla got Mm. together and went, these are what we think are the records. These are what we consider. These are the things that we've got. We've got evidence. We've got whatever it is from whatever comp. And all submitted it to the one place, the objective place. And we had an actual records with designated criteria then fantastic. Then we've got actual records, but like we're talking about records and wanting to collate them. But then we've got people in the sport, whether it's AS or ASA or so obliterate, negating the current records that people are trying to put yeah. together, right? And I ended up ranting. Are you proud of me? This was, was, I was trying to be. I was trying to trying spin to this in like the non-finger pointing. But um, like, if we want this to work in Australia and strongman and this is goes along a bunch of different categories. It's important to like work together to, instead of being like, no, nah, we're not recognizing that or no, nah, we're going to do our ASA records or we're going to do AS records and blah, blah. It's probably fine to have federation records, I guess. But like realistically, if you want like consistent, good Australian records with consistent, good standards, yep. surely we need to all work together or promoters and advocates for strongman and the more experienced people in the sport need to recognize X criteria, X rules and put them in one place and help each other build the records instead of holding your videos or saying like, no, this is this.
1: Yeah, there'll be a lot of people just claiming what they deem as this because mm. it suits, it, their, it agenda suits maybe. their criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of work that could be done on it. Otherwise, we just kind of finally give up and just scrap yeah. the idea of it. I'm and for just, that as well. It's one or the other. Because it sat in the middle for so
0: long. Or we just leave records to something like a log press with the standard sizes and a deadlift with standard plates, calibrated plates and a bar. And Mm. we fuck off the yoke with 70 drops and farmers with the drops. I don't understand this, but like farmers for 20 metres, farmers for 30 metres, is farmers for 10 metres, is yoke for 10 metres and 20 drops is yoke for 15 metres. How was it tip to tip? Do you know what I mean? Like we either decide on records and what we're... like someone put up like a one point two stone record and I think Luke said it, no it was uh, it wasn't to one point three, but one point yep. two is the world standard, right? Like yeah, is this pretty this every like division. Every other 1. division, 2. every heavyweight division, like all the other records are to one point two, right? The world yep. record is one point two. Yeah. So one point two would count in Australia. Yeah. Right? I believe. So it's like what other world standards, what are what are we gauging this of? Are World's strongest man records or other federation records, and put them together like that.
1: Yeah, and we just have to follow suit with the rest of the world so yeah. it somewhat lines up with the rest 100%. of the world. 100%. Deadlift um, there for
0: a Figure eight straps in a suit, right? Yeah. Just like in the rest of the world. Like a, a log,
1: 12-inch. Stones, which is stone sizes. Just stone. has to meet a certain criteria of <laughs> yeah. being big enough. <laughs> uh, just win comps.
0: What just I win would, titles.
1: What I would love to see me
0: so much, it's much.
1: What I would love to see, and it would, everyone would get triggered because somehow it would affect somebody personally. Mm. So the whole country would get triggered equally, which is fine by me. Yeah. Um, is to have like the strongman records, like the independent people where they're like, we're going to compile and we're going to make rules. Yeah. I'd love to see, like, you can't just do a Max Stone at a comp that doesn't have a Max Stone. And yeah. break a record Like mm. at least make a comp That has a max stone in it We've got mm. plenty of comps That have max stones in it Go yeah. do that Yeah Like I can't turn up To battle in the bay Do the comp And go Can I just do a max dumbbell At the end To break a record Because if I can do that And I'm allowed to do that Like Then everyone else Should be allowed to do that Yeah as well. Can everyone else jump in Yeah So I think Yeah But then if we were to say Go in three months time We're going to hold A max monster dumbbell competition And a max deadlift Yeah and I come in and have a crack at it then. It's like, well, you can't really cut it out and say, oh, well, you kind of ran that comp for yourself. Yeah. It's a proper comp. It's got comp conditions. Yep. It's fair play. Yeah. Everyone can, else can join in.
0: Up. You can come down and do it if you yep. wish to. We've got like separate referees and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. We so I think
1: ins. that's perfectly fair. Yeah. But I think tagging, oh, tag, tagging things onto other comps.
0: Impromptu. Yep. Impromptu or like... You know, you got other competitors waiting to compete. Yeah, this is this is the one thing that bugs me, and I've and done they, this. They stop a whole competition. I did this at Arnold's because I was young, and like I wouldn't do it now. We've got
1: oh the record the stone, the, the stones. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I wouldn't do that now because I don't yeah. think it's I, like we've got other competitors waiting to compete who have warmed up, and now you're taking up more time. And they thought they were going to go in in five minutes. Yeah, and now they're not. Yeah, I think that's
1: inconsiderate as well. So I think backdating everything and just going if a record was broken in that scenario, mm. gone. Not four attempts. No. Four attempts, gone. Yeah. And then like four attempts, gone.
0: Can we tacked on until the end of a comp? Gone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then like you could make like, longer
1: it, than 60 seconds for the attempt, gone. Seven could, attempts yeah. in a minute, <laughs> gone. Yeah. You could make a full like Google sheet for feedback. Yeah. And literally put it on Strongman Australia, send it out to everybody and go, what do you think about this? Yeah. What do you think about, and literally just compile everybody's yes or no and get a consensus and go, well, 80% of the country said no to this. Mm. So we're going to scrap that. Like yoke with drops, gone. Farmers with drops, gone. So whoever's got the yoke record at the moment, if they've dropped it once, just go, look, we're going to actually have some legit rules that are good. Yeah. Yours does not count anymore. Yoke, 15 meters without a drop. Yeah. Right. But like I said, farmers get offended because so many people's records would get scrapped. Shouldn't, it's like it's not. So you dropped it. <laughs> like you, you dropped a deadlift. You dropped it. It's you dropped it a like squat
0: a squat shuffle. It's a, it's, a, it's a yoke. Yeah. It has to move from point A to point B. Yeah. If you drop it, you dropped it. Yeah. You didn't successfully get <laughs> it from, you lost the game. You lost <laughs> it the beat game. you. <laughs> yeah, the yoke beat you. Farmers, it's a group event. You dropped it. Yep. Too bad you didn't make it 20 metres. Yep. You know, this is me personally because, like, obviously everyone's got different ideas. But I just think, like, it should be in line with relative world standards. I don't, If I'm wrong and the world stands different on the yoke, then that's absolutely fine. But, yep. like, suits and deadlift and then, like, allow suits and deadlift in a competition where you have max because that's the standard. If you want people to break
1: records, break records. Yeah, I'd like suits and figure eights to, like, be in and out. Somewhere in some comps. It just depends, yeah, 100%. Each comp
0: and promoter is like a little bit different. But yeah. like, I don't know, I think there should be some relative standards and like I think that everyone should be working together to create the standard, instead of fighting about what the standard is, decide on something and support. Like I think the independent thing is a great idea if they pull it off and do it well. Yep. I'd love to see them send certificates out to people who get records yeah. or apply and beat it, right? Yep. Send a little certificate out. Print it off, send it off. They get an official like record certificate, and they hold that. And then when
1: someone does it, they apply to get that uh, new record and stuff. Yeah, and then everyone, as a somewhat majority, just has to go. Okay, this is it. Yeah. And if someone else is like, "Hey, I just broke this record," everyone's just like, well, "No, you didn't." Yeah. Yeah. Because 100%. they said no. Yeah. And they're like, "I don't give a fuck. I'm claiming it anyway." Yeah. It's yeah. Like, like, well, and that's part nah, of the United
0: Strongman. Like, if we we have to, like, do we do with federations? We have to respect. Those decisions, we have to respect yeah. those rules. We have to own the fact that, like, if it's knocked back or whatever it is for whatever reason, okay, well, then just do it again and do it better. Do it to the standard. Yeah, right? you,
1: you wouldn't go in a comp and come second by half a point and feel like you got cheated or yeah. rep and came okay. first. I'm calling myself mm. the winner. Yeah. I'm claiming it. And yeah. everyone's like, well, no. Yeah. Because the comp promoters mm. said no. Within yeah. the competition, it was a no. Agreed. So, um,. And then, like, individual
0: promoters and federations, obviously. Like, yep. when we're talking about United Strongman, seeing, like, some harmony or some just communication around. And this is really hard because I do agree. Like, there's too many comps, there's too many individual promoters, and there's too many comps run out of federations that you can't consider everybody. Yeah, Like, we, you just can't. There's dates that are going to clash. There's all that sort of stuff. But we should be working together in some regard to make sure that, like, we're still supporting those individual promoters who are running great comps for grassroots intermediates or advanced yep. and also our federations and stuff like that, both ASA and AS because it's different people who do both. Um, yep. And definitely like can be stepping stones to other competitions or different uh, overseas
1: like possibilities as well. So. Yeah. There was always a big divide, like way yeah. back when I started, like yeah. no two gyms would get along, especially in Queensland Yeah, to collectively run anything good so they'd all just run their own things yeah um like sometimes it's bad where someone trains at another gym and they're like oh you're training at their gym it's mm. like, we all do the same sport so Can weird we, we never had that in victoria along? that's never been the case here there's nothing's near geelong <laughs> no, I just mean it was geelong and now there's a few more and stuff <laughs> yeah. but it is more chill down here yeah um and i think new south wales still copped the same thing at times as well yeah um but they don't have to get along well, but at least like different promoters and independent people running comps, if they could just be on speaking terms, yeah, that would be a nice mature adult yeah. step. Yeah. Everyone's to go, looking to- what we're doing. And everyone's looking
0: to benefit the sport by running competitions and stuff yeah. like that. Everyone's trying to do
1: their thing within the sport. Just yeah. like there's just a lot of new people, <laughs> fresh people getting into the sport going, mm. this is so much fun that don't understand- the amount of crap that'll happen at the top end of yeah do this comp don't do their comp, yeah their yeah shit. and
0: also like don't do that federations. federations have to remember like and i know that as and like asa is slightly different but like i know as are in their like mates rates like day pass and stuff like that hmm. for a lot of people don't want to pay federation fees yeah and i can understand like it's under a federation blah 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 but like some people like think that eighty dollars is expensive for a comp if they just want to get their toes into the water. And like I've had people say like I just don't have the money to compete at the moment. Yeah, right? some of the comps are like one hundred and twenty. Yeah, right. So like you got to realize, like, independent promoters, eighty bucks. There's no commitment. There's no anything else. You can come along. You can have a fun day. You go. That's a great way for people to get into the sport yep. without any signing up, without all the like other things that come with like federation based competitions, right? Yeah.
1: But if there's a lot of independent comps that are at a grassroots level, yeah they don't have to jump straight into a bigger, more expensive comp. No. Like get them doing more comps. Yeah. It doesn't they matter. It might, might be c- like 50 bucks if or they're
0: competing like, in someone else's comp or your comp, it doesn't really matter because eventually if they progress or if yeah. they like the comp that you're doing, they're probably going to jump across. The key is to support and promote the sport and keep them in there and keep them enjoying it, whether that's in ASA, AS, or at any individual comp or gym
1: comp. Yeah, it's going to benefit everyone. Yes. Um, God, even New Zealand cops it yeah because <laughs> they got two main ones as well yeah, and yeah. it's the same thing of like do yeah. this one do that one yeah. comps are on the same days, mm. so it's like you have even less at we at least have enough athletes that everyone can of s- course survive yeah. and thrive yeah we have enough that everyone can do smaller ones yeah. everyone can do top end Yeah, we've got the people and everyone's got their niche and like every competitor's got their niche some people just do ASA comps some people just do
0: AS yeah. comps you know so um, yeah and that's totally fine yeah yeah um, But then the last one is athletes, right? Yeah. The last thing is like athletes have to support individual promoters, the federations. They have to help out. They have to pay the registration fees, pay the entry fees, but they have to show the fuck up too. Because like, if you have competitions where like you're throwing a competition on and putting money on the table to be able to run those competitions and dragging gear, like It's not good for anyone. It's not good for the sport. It's not good for you when you pull out, especially if you want more opportunities. But it's not good for the sport or the promoters when, like, a show runs and there's no one that that turns up. Or there's no competition in the weight class. Do you know what I mean? Because you had ten people in the weight class and three
1: are there. Yeah. It goes both ways. Like, there's no comp without athletes. But then there's no comp without promoters running comps
0: if athletes if there's less athletes there'll be less comps if yeah. athletes don't show up to shows those comps will disappear middleweight series disappeared yeah because there weren't enough of the other weight classes showing up to every weight every competition yeah. to make it value to make it valuable or like reasonable enough to be able to keep running those competitions we run our middleweight series at a huge loss because yeah. we get fencing and we get equipment like we get yeah. everything in and you've got 18 athletes on the day yeah, paying 16 105s yeah, six, six, yeah, seriously, the sixteen one oh fives.
1: And like one oh fives are funding this.
0: Yeah, well they were, funding, yeah, hundred percent. Funding
1: strongman. Well they at the yeah, hundred percent. It's wild.
0: <laughs> but does that make sense? Like yeah. if you you can't run shows if you're gonna keep running them at a loss. So guess what? We lose middleweight series. You know, you have no series
1: anymore. Yeah. I think if there's a lack of communication between both ends, yeah. then that's gonna happen frequently. Yeah. Like if a government has a lack of community, like yeah, conversation sure. with the community. Yeah. Essentially, it needs to go down that step and have a state representative go sick. What's the best thing for Victoria? (laughs) What comps can we do? What athletes do we have? What do they want? And then at least meet in the middle. Mm. Uh, Yes, I agree. Uh, But who wants to do that? Who
0: wants to put the time in for free because you're not getting paid? And if you want someone to do a good job, uh, competition fees go up. Do you know what I mean? Like, where 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 does that come from? Where does someone doing those hours, putting in that time, and copying all the athletes shit because we love you. But <laughs> fuck, like I'm the same. Yeah. I'm like, Hey bro, are the handles going to be ground down or not? Like what's the go? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff that like, as athletes? Um, and it's your job as an athlete also to make sure the promoters are setting up the competition to the best stand so you can compete. Like yeah. you've got to check in with your promoters and know like know this know what's going on because sometimes if you're looking to do something big or great, mm. like I wouldn't go to the competition at middleweight series and be like, oh cool, like what uh, what bar are we using? We're using this bar. Okay, well, like I get to the comp and I'm planning on pulling four hundred and I know that it's not gonna be the bar that I wanna pull four hundred on. Because yep. it changes stuff. I know that it's not gonna be the same. It's not gonna feel the same. Yeah. So it's your job as a athlete to do that but then also you have to remember someone's got to put up with the 40 athletes contacting them all the time yeah or if they're
1: a vic state representative like (laughs) so many too many yeah 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 there's got to be a way to streamline it and get something up in like hard yeah i think the representative. i think the state
0: rep is a great idea it's just like it's a could be a great job or a very hard job for someone to be taking on in terms of like time-wise communicating with the other gym owners liaising making sure everything's running well yeah i think it's an inevitable
1: step if things are expanding if they do expand yeah if things expand to a point eventually like a national i don't think it'll happen in the next couple of years i don't
0: think the numbers are there at the moment if we looked at Mm. like numbers previously and it was working fine and the numbers at the moment in all weight classes i think in general the weight classes are a bit light on yeah i think it's very manageable without yeah yeah (laughs) um but it'll grow it'll yeah it's been bigger before you know like 80 especially like 82s 73s, yeah threes, all that sort of stuff like 73 is actually right but um you know i think some of those weight classes will grow again as things progress again as there's bigger opportunities and stuff like that or like better comms people are sort of seeing it more but at this point it will still take a couple of years for people to get strong enough to so back into it enough to be competitive and
1: yeah to need that. actually
0: feeling those out but yeah just, like, we want to make mention that there's a lot of things that all athletes can do just to support the competitions and the promoters, and also just getting along would be good as well most of the time. Would be a great But, team. like, a United strongman. Like, we're all here just to lift heavy things. Yeah. We're all here to have fun. We're all here to progress. You know, we're all here to help each other. There's other coaches, like... Promote like we. I promote other coaches. Like, I'm, yeah. like, great coaches are great because they do a great job. You mm. know what I mean? Like, there's so many great coaches out there. There's so many great gyms out there. There's so many great athletes out there. There's so many great individual promoters. I think that like we all need to remember that like we're all in it together because we all love doing the same fucking thing.
1: We're getting to a point where it's at a crossroads where we could turn into powerlifting, and that's not what. Yeah, we or we America. Do. Yeah. Shit fight bro But even powerlifting You've mm. got how many Different federations Yeah it's where four like federations And it's talked to people that do One or the other mm. About Records or comps That the other yeah. ones do They don't even know Sometimes the uh, What the other standards are Yeah
0: And it's dil- and, it and they're doing The same sport yeah. yeah
1: They're like Oh do they have to do This on bench Mm-hmm. It's powerlifting yep. Oh no but I do This federation It's like yeah. you're, still the, you're still benching Yeah How do you not know Your whole sport <laughs> Or where it came from Or anything yeah, like. yeah, So yeah. I feel like We're all kind of Together at the moment But yeah. like if everything Just splits and everyone Goes fuck it I'm doing my own thing Yeah Then it's all just Going to go like Powerlifting yeah. Or America Where everything's Going to separate Yeah And then athletes Don't do the other Federation because Yeah Everybody's hard stuck By certain <laughs> things mm.
0: And it's just like It doesn't yeah, go down yeah, A good yeah. path Nah Thanks for listening. We hope you got something out of our mental uh, mental game side of stuff. Mm. Uh, and we hope you enjoyed our little rant slash call to arms to all strong men and women in Australia <laughs> to yeah. uh, unite and make strong man great again.
1: Yeah. Just hug each other. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Red hat. Yeah. <laughs> Murica. Uh, <laughs> signing, off. Yeah. signing off. Over and out. Signing off.
0: All right. Have a great day. We'll see you next fortnight.